Welcome to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth. I'm an intimacy coach and psychologist. I created this show to explore the erotic alphabet, to help you learn more about desire and expressing your desires, discover ways to spice up your relationship and create that sizzling relationship you've always wanted. I do this through solid science, real life stories and interviews with an exciting variety of sex experts. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create your ideal sexual life. Make sure you join us to access even more sexual strategies on my blog, A to Z of Sex. Access our monthly newsletter with subscriber-only offers at www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex. I'm Dr. Lori Beth, and I am your host. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Just a reminder, this podcast deals with adult content, so if you don't have total privacy, you might want to put on your headphones. Today, the letter is L, and L is for love. With all this talk about sex, what about love? How important is love in relationship to sex? Where does love fit in? Is love necessary for good sex? Well, to help me answer these questions and many more, I'm joined today by Marta Plaza. Marta's been involved with tech since she left college and a couple of years ago joined to build Desire, which is a game for couples. The Desire game can be as romantic as you want or as spicy as you want, depending on your mood and on what you like in that moment. The game uses gamification to spice up the relationship and bring couples closer creating great memories between them. So this game has an online portion and an offline portion. Desire has currently half million downloads through iPhone and Android, and couples are enjoying daring each other. Welcome to the show, Marta. Thank you. Happy to that you have me here and happy to talk about love. Yes. Yeah, so what do you think? Do you think love is necessary to good sex? Huh. For me, personally, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, having sex with the person I'm in love is one of the best things. Um, and I think that um, you get a super extra connection when you are having sex with that person that you really love. So, yeah, I think that it's very related. So, um, one thing to I mean... A lot of times people talk about it as very separate things because many people have sex with people that they don't love. And, you know, there's no moral judgment on that. Sex is a really enjoyable activity. And so people enjoy having sex with different people and you don't fall in love with or stay in love with everyone. Yeah. It does seem that, that people report there is a difference when you are having sex with somebody that you are in love with. And it's kind of hard, but I'd like us to try to quantify, well, what is that difference? Why does that make a difference? I think because um, when you are in love with someone and you have sex with that person, um, you get to connect to a different level that when you're just having sex with someone. Um, you have sex with someone that you might not be in love 
for fun, for a fun night. Um, and you connect with that person in one way, but, um, but you don't, but it's in a different way. That's for that. It's not better, not, it's just in a different way that if you have an intimate relationship with that person, like so, more than one night of time. So do you um, think then, do you think that what you're doing then is when you say you're connecting in a different way, do you think that what you're doing is you're being more open with that person because you're, um, you're having a sustained relationship that you're actually opening more of yourself? Yeah, you're. Putting, you, you're being in a, in a more vulnerable position. So you're open up to the other person um, more um, because you trust the other person more, let's put it that way. And you are uh, more open to be completely yourself, like to that person that you trust. Um, so this uh, gives you like also in a way it relaxes you, mm -hmm. I think. Um, and you can be open to experience uh, different things because the person you have in front of you, you trust them in an intimate way. Mm -hmm. And uh, does it make sense? It does. Um, I think what you're talking about is because there is a deeper level of trust that a person's willing to get more vulnerable. And I think that's probably true in some cases, but I, there's an interesting kind of paradox that I often see, which is that if you have begun a sexual relationship with someone you're in love with and you've been with them for some time and you mm -hmm. haven't be, felt comfortable opening up sexually to them during mm -hmm. the time you've already been with them, then it can sometimes be more frightening to open up to your partner because if they reject your desires, that's really significant. If, yeah. if the guy that you meet for the one night stand or the woman that you hook up with for a brief period of time rejects your desires, so what? You're not invested in that person. But if the person mm -hmm. that you've invested in, for example, if you've decided to live together or if you married or you have a civil partnership, you're invested in that relationship on so many different levels. And mm -hmm. if they reject you, that's horrific. So it's this odd paradox, whereas if you haven't felt comfortable enough to be authentic, because that's what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about sexual authenticity. Yeah. If you haven't felt comfortable to be authentic with the person that you've fallen in love with at the beginning, then it can sometimes yeah. be harder to connect at that level. And so people will come to me and say, well, you know, I had this affair and the sex was better than it was ever with my lover. And I felt, mm -hmm. you know, deeper and more deep connections. And it, it seems to be because there's less worry about whether that relationship continues. Yeah. I think that um, for me, it's also like what's loving someone and what's being in love with someone because um, if you understand love as uh, 
way that you connect with someone and, and for me it's like being out, authentic so if you love someone you are authentic to that person um so if you understand it that way then that's what i was saying that you connect more when you're having sex with that person but obviously if you're if you're not having this love connection that's for not sex connection this love connection with the person then it happens what you say that you might um find someone that uh you kind of trust more because in 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 the moment because um you know that nothing is going to go out of it so yes. like you're willing to be more vulnerable for for some for a short period of time yeah yes but, I, but I think that the point here is like what we how we understand love um because we don't we don't talk about sex but we don't talk about love either so it's like we don't talk about feelings. We don't talk about emotions. And um, I think that's also an issue. If you if you don't know how to communicate with your partner how, and how you express your feelings, that's um, an issue before sex come in. That's, mm, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it's interesting. Like today I'm wearing a, a shirt that says all you need is love. And then at the bottom it says and Wi-Fi and money and champagne and sleep and pizza <laughs> and new shoes and coffee and lip gloss and dessert. Right. And that's kind of, you know, people say, well, of course, sex is always better when you're in love. And of course, you know, um, you know, love is essential to good sex without actually unpicking that and thinking about, well, what does that actually mean? Yeah. I think um, one thing that doesn't get said often enough is self-love is, is, is important and essential to good sex. Yeah. It yeah. might not be important if I love the person I'm having sex with, but if I don't love myself, if I'm not comfortable with myself, I can tell you that the sex isn't going to be very good. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that before being able to love someone and to feel good while you are um, having an intimate relationship with someone, you have to be good with yourself because how are you going to be good with someone if you don't feel good with yourself? It does not make, it, it, it's not going to work. So yeah, absolutely agree with that. But it's not yeah. unusual for people to get involved um, without, you know, I mean, the number of women who criticize themselves on a moment to moment basis, this doesn't look right. That doesn't look right. This is too big. This is too small. Yeah. Um, and so that dialogue that it goes on, it's actually an internal monologue often. It goes on and on and on and on yeah. to actually relax and be sexually authentic and open in front of another human being can feel almost impossible. So they have to start at the stage where they can actually let that go and actually love themselves as they are. Yeah. That's I, no, go ahead. Sorry. I just think that's very difficult. It is. it is. And I think it's difficult also because we tend to look around us and get all the impacts that we that we have in in our daily base. So um, if you pay attention too much to things that go around you, um, you um, forget who you are. You forget how you like yourself because you're constantly comparing yourself with the others. So um it's difficult, and I think that a way to to being able to love yourself and to interiorize about you and to understand yourself and then be able to love someone is like being able to 
disconnect not only on the online world but in the off, in the real world also like to have those moments with you and just you mm-hmm. and yeah kind of like think about yourself and think what you like about you you know like having an intimate moment with yourself and then yes. mm, I, I don't know i think that that As you said, if you don't love yourself, it's not going to be possible that you actually understand love with another person because how 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 does it work? Yeah. And I, and I think it's interesting because what we're so what one of the things that we are very clearly saying is there's more than one type of love. Yeah. So we're starting with you know, this is a program where we've talked about all the different kinds of nitty-gritty about various things in sex and sexuality. But when we're talking about love, we're saying, well, okay, there are different types of love. So when you're looking at that, you have to look at how you feel about yourself. So you're looking at self-love. You're looking at love for a romantic partner. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. people who have relationships, long-term relationships with friends who they love very much and choose to have sex with them, but they're not in love with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a different kind of connection. In fact, sometimes that's a way to explore in a bit of a safer way because it's your buddy, so you it, it you feel less self conscious, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, like we were talking the other day, uh, like communicating with the person that you have in front of you um, and that you want to have a relationship with, um, it's one of the bases um, because. Every person is different and every relationship is different. So being able to understand what you want and what the other person wants is the way that you can make it um, um, good for both. Um, and then to find this uh, balance where you both feel comfortable and also where you both can be vulnerable to the other person. Um, mm, so I think, yeah, communicating, it's, it's important. And And love is like a way of communication also. Um, it's not, it, maybe you don't have to really talk directly, but you can listen to the body of the other person also, to how the other person reacts to something, how, how acts uh, when something happens. So it's not just like sitting and having a conversation, but um, um, living moments together or, or exploring things together, it's a way that, you can find love with that person too. I really enjoyed what you just said in terms of you can listen to the other person's body. I think that's wonderful. And I, and I think that is one way that you can show love to your partner is to really explore your partner fully and listen to the way their body responds. Yeah. And give more where their body is saying yes and back off where their body is saying no yeah. and, and look for new ways. And that's just a really nice way of putting it that instead of listening with your ears, they're, yeah. you're, you're, you're listening. Well, you might hear them. They might tell you their body might yeah. tell you by making a nice sound, but you're not listening with your ears. You're listening with all of you. Yeah. With more the senses. Yeah. Using all of your senses. So that's a great yeah. way to look at that. And the other thing for me is, I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I always look at, at love as having a certain amount of adoration that can come, that comes with it. That, that uh-huh. you know, in some parts of our relationship, we don't put our partners on pedestals and, or we, 
it doesn't work very well when we do, but that there is a part of being in love with somebody where there's a time for adoration. And, yes. And that, that for me, having that as part of sex is just a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's very different if I love somebody in terms of being in a romantic, a long-term love relationship with somebody. And then if I'm just playing with somebody as an episodic thing, mm-hmm. the adoration isn't really there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, one of the, yeah, one of the ingredients for love is that you feel that um, you feel admiration or adoration for that person in, in, in some ways, maybe it's, um uh when you see them working um and succeeding um or um, they are doing something that they are passionate about um then you you look at them in a different perspective you look at your um lover or your partner in a di- with a different perspective that make you feel look what he or what she is doing um i'm the person um who is within uh with him or with her in that relationship so that having this like admiring that person is Mm -hmm. one of the ingredients absolutely yeah i i agree with that yeah and so how other ways do we think that love makes it different okay let me see uh so makes different sex or like love makes different sexes yeah Hmm. I think that, for example, like what you what we were mentioning about um, listening to the other person's body, um, it's something that it requires time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like just something quick that uh, you do and, and you forget about it. And also, you you're learning while where you're having moments with that person. Um, so I think that would be one of the differences. Also, like being able to spend the time to understand someone's body um, comes through love mm-hmm. more than through like a, a quick intimate session with someone that you don't love. Um, so that would be one that we already mentioned that. So let me think. <laughs> well, no, but I, mean, I did know because, because you actually elaborate there on time that it's, yeah. it's about, it's about not just, a time spent in a particular lovemaking session, but over a period of time that you're learning far more. So when you love somebody, you spend the time, you tend to focus less on their flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, their flaws don't matter so much. Um, if you are connecting with somebody for a briefer period of time, or if, if physicality is more of the, the goal you might notice mm-hmm. flaws more. You might, you know, not that it would turn you off. It'd just be more aware of it. Whereas if, yeah. it's, if it's with your lover, you know, we often find ourselves uh, loving those quirky bits of them. And, you yeah. know, you know the, the little, the little. It doesn't bother you. No. Yeah. You, you no. kind of like it, even though you, you somehow you, you don't like it, but you, you introduce it and, it, and it's okay. Well, I think part of the reason that people end up kind of liking those things is if you've known somebody over the changes of life. Mm -hmm. If you meet somebody when you're younger and you know them as you get older, if you meet somebody um, and and after a period of time you 
gain a physical disability or something like that, your body changes over time. And so when you spend time with somebody you love, those changes actually mark other things in your life together. Yeah. You know where that wrinkle came from or where that gray hair came from. And, And so there's something about that that allows... I think a deeper level of connection, but also none of that kind of withdrawal that can happen sexually when, when you're not fully turned on by someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I, I, it's that thing over time. So you stay more connected. Yeah, exactly. Like growing, growing up. Um, well, no, growing up, like growing um, and evolving mm-hmm. as a couple evolves also the connection that you have with that person. So it's like, again, in time, you, you, you cannot have that with someone that is spontaneously, like with the, with the moment that you're having with someone. If you have that relationship, that love relationship, you both evolve, you both change, and that's good. It's change is good. Um, but you change together. So for one of them, one of the partners can change and the other one not, but um, kind of like, you learn about those changes together. So that makes like a deeper connection or a deeper understanding in an intimate way of, of the of the two. So I think that's that's like one thing that makes also love <laughs> more special than uh when you're having sex with someone. So yeah. I know that some people talk about um loving in the moment uh-huh. and um, having sex with somebody, creating that connection, even though it's not long-term. Now, other people will talk about spontaneous sex and, and one night stands as very kind of much more physical and clinical. Mm-hmm. Some people don't approach them that way. They do approach them with an energy connection. And so they open themselves, even though mm-hmm. they're not planning on, on staying with the person long-term. Have you experienced anything like that? Or do you know people have experienced things like that where it wasn't a, a kind of a long-term love relationship, but yet it was still very much being done from from a place of deep connection and love? Yeah, I, I haven't experienced that. So I kind of need uh, time to really have that connection with someone and to open up to that person I, I need like some time some space also and uh, but I know about people that um that have that create those moments of being in love with that person before to have that intimate moment and and it's it's great I mean it's amazing if you can really create that atmosphere in that um in falling in love with that person um in that short period of time I think it's great because it's like a really great feeling. Um, so instead of needing like I need <laughs> more time, you you are able to to create that atmosphere um, uh, for every sporadic um, uh, sex encounter that you have. So I think that that depends on the person. I I I am not able to do it, but I know about uh, really close people that that they they can do it, and and I think that that's. That's great. I mean, I've had experiences like that, but not every experience. And I think that's important. I don't think every experience is like that. But I have certainly had connections that happened at a point in time 
and I knew that they were. Did you create them or they just come? Like, mm. well, that's an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not sure because it certainly doesn't happen all the time. But I have had those connections with a person where we've met and it's it's instantaneous. Okay. And then, and I've been aware at the time, this is not going to be a long-term relationship for whatever reason, uh-huh. right? It, it may be that I had other commitments. It may be they did, or we didn't, I didn't want to do something long distance and we were nowhere in the same area, whatever. So I knew that. Uh-huh. And yet that connection was so deep and so spontaneous that I went with it, had a wonderful period of time, be it an evening or a week or two. And then it was over. And Moved on from there. You didn't feel like um, I think fondly. No, I think fondly of the people. In fact, very fondly of them. And if I ran into them again, it would be lovely. Um, But if I never do, that's fine too. It was. um, They were very interesting situations. So I mean, when you say, "Do I create them?" Well, there's a part of me that would say, "Yes, I do," because I believe that that stuff like that happens because you're willing to create it. Mm-hmm. But it's not, but I didn't experience it that way in the sense that I didn't experience it as I saw, you know, Jay across the room and thought, yes, I want to have an encounter with that person and I'm yeah. going to open myself to that person without them having had any interest in me. You know, it was, it was something that I think is co-created as yeah. opposed to individually created. Um, okay. And I was just trying to think, so what's the difference between my feelings in that situation and the sex in that situation and the sex with my husband, for example. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm thinking to the, and the comparison only works if I look at the beginning of things with my husband. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and um, there wasn't much of a difference. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was difference that had to do with the people and what we did, but not difference in the intensity in the, yeah, and, in and, the the depth, and the depth of connection, and and how you feel, like um, how you openly feel, it was the same too. Like um, how willing you were about um, exploring that person or exploring that situation that you both were creating. They were similar too. Very. The one that you very. Okay. I mean, I think I would say that the major differences is that. Um, what I wasn't willing to do was take it further. Okay. So I was willing to take it, have it be in that environment. In one case, it was something that was a couple of weeks. It was on a retreat. Um, In the other case, it was something that was a matter of a night. So I wasn't willing to take it further. I was willing to fully, Mm -hmm. fully be present, be fully authentic and fully enter into it for that defined period of time. Which gave a freedom. Yeah. Yeah. That's because amazing. I knew that that was the defined period of time. Was- so it was a big freedom to take risks. Mm-hmm. But um, with my husband. Do you think that, because for me, it's interesting. Like um, you completely open yourself and you're, you're being in love with that person uh, for that period of time. But um, What's interesting is that you can finish this period of time and you don't feel 
your heartbreak, like uh, it's not a breakup because no. you both that. But the feeling, it's very intense. It's like when you are in love with someone that you want in a long-term relationship. But um, but when this ends, um, if it's your relationship, you will have like a really hard moment. That's but different. if it's something, you say what? It's different. It's what different? Well, and the reason it's different is because if I'm in a relationship and uh-huh. I'm committing to the relationship and I want to spend all my time with this person and I'm projecting into the future, mm-hmm. then if that ends, I'm going to feel awful. But in this situation, okay. I didn't project into the future. I just, I was just now. Okay. I was focused in now, in the present and experiencing uh-huh. the present. So when the present, okay. when, when the, the period that we defined as the present, you know, because uh-huh. obviously time's changeable, um, was over, because I didn't project, oh, I'm going to be with this person in the future, there was no heartbreak. Okay. Did, did I experience a drop? When you put out that much energy, you experience a drop, right? There's no way... Yeah when you that you can that you go, can avoid yeah. that but i knew what i was experiencing so i took care of myself and you know did i was i sad that i wouldn't see the person again in one case no i wasn't it was fine in the other case i was um mm-hmm. but but it wasn't like a breakup it was like oh i had this interesting experience like if you decide to, i know this is going to sound strange to some of the listeners let's say you decide to go on a, the most amazing holiday you've ever planned in your life mhm and you've been planning this holiday for a year. And so you're building up to it. And now you're going to wherever that place is. And you each day are having a fantastic time on this holiday. And then one day the holiday's over. Mm-hmm. And you go home and you go back to the rest of your life. You don't cry and get upset for days and weeks because, you know, that wonderful experience you've been looking forward to forever is over. You probably feel a little crashed out and low the first day or so. And you pick yourself back up and you head back into your ordinary life. And then you have your photographs or your whatever it is that you brought back, your souvenirs, and you think fondly of it. And it's it becomes an ex- a peak experience that you had and that you enjoyed. And I think that's what this is. We're talking. That's what I'm talking about. Is, is really uh-huh. the peak experience. Uh-huh. I can see it. I, I mean, I like your example. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it, it, yeah, I see it. And I mean, it's it's super great because as I mentioned, like when you have that intimate moment with love, it's so intense that if you can uh, have it without needing a time to create it, or if you can like just experience. Um, uh, yeah, because you want experience with different people. Um, that's amazing. I mean, it's 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 so cool. I, I mean, I think it is. But as I say, it's not something that I've been able to do all the time. You know, it's something that that and the person and yeah, it's something that's happened. And it's and it it and uh, to be fair, I was older when it happened. It's not something I could do in my twenties. You know, because in my 20s, I was too much focused on on the long what's coming next. And and so, you know, I was older. One one was when I was in my 30s and the other was when I was in my 40s. And it was by that point for me, I was quite I have been quite now I'm in my 50s. Mm-hmm. I have a different view of of 
how much time we spend in the past, how much time we spend in the, looking towards the future and trying to spend as much time as possible in the moment that I'm in. And that's a skill that we develop. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't easy, but it was great fun. And I would do it again in a heartbeat. If the so, instance came um, along. Do you think that you can be in love with two persons at the same time? Oh, yes. I'm polyamorous, so. <laughs> I've been, okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, so, um, uh, yes, I can be in love with two people at the same time. I've been in love with three or four at the same time. I can't really go past four without kind of having my head spin in terms of figuring and you out feel time. The same, and you feel the same inside with these three, four people? No, they're it's different people. But it's the same intensity. Yes. Not at the moment. I don't have three or four people at the moment. Yeah. Um, okay. I, right. But yes, yes. I, you know, the times that I am thinking of, yes, same level of intensity, but different relationships. Mm -hmm. The biggest issue in, in my experience in polyamory is, is time management. Love, okay. is not, love is not finite. I can love. It's like when people ask me that, I always smile because I think – If you had more than one child, could you love more than one child at the same time? Mm, would you have that, to love one more and one less? Uh -huh. You know, most parents will say no. They'll say that you're, you, you know, it, it waxes and wanes. And so you might feel more love towards one at one time, more love towards yeah. the other at the other time. But the fact is you love them both and you love them mm -hmm. both equally. You don't love one more than the other. Um, or, yeah. or the three of them or the four or the five or the six, however many kids you have. Mm -hmm. um, so it's no different for me in, in relationships. Why should it be? The only thing that becomes an issue is the same thing that becomes an issue with kids. It's who gets the attention when? Uh -huh. How can you make sure everybody gets enough attention and their needs get met? Those are the issues, not is, is there enough love? It's is there enough mm -hmm. time? And it's okay for everybody in the relationship involved. Well, I don't have, I, I don't have relationships that are unethical these days. So yeah, it has to be okay with everybody. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, um, I, it's, I just don't, you know, I mean, if, if somebody's involved in a relationship with someone else and they're choosing not to disclose our relationship, our relationship is over. Um, yeah. so, um, I'm big into ethical polyamory. It's the only thing that works for me. Um, yeah. But um, I, I guess people don't feel the same all the time. You know, um, some people really feel that there's only enough love for a for certain number or for one person. And so they have relate. They might be in a relationship with me and maybe they don't feel in love with me. They enjoy mm -hmm. me. They're in a relationship with me, but they only love the person over here. Mm -hmm. And um, if they didn't feel enough towards me, if they, you know, I might find that difficult, but otherwise it's okay. If I love somebody and they don't feel love, they feel deep like, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. as long as they, as long as we get together and we enjoy each other's company and that we have our own set of rules and they work for us, it's not an issue. If it's not, if they're not feeling as strongly for me as I am for them. For them. Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting. Like for me, I I'm completely in love um, with my partner, and I don't see um, why 
I mean, I don't know, maybe it's because of the relationship I am, but I'm so in love that I just want to be with that person and and giving all my love to that person and hoping that him to give that to me too. Um, well, there's nothing yeah, wrong with think, that. that. That's how it is for a lot of people. You know, there's yeah. a large number of people who are monogamous and yeah. that's how they feel. They They want this one person that they love and they want to give this one person everything and they don't really prefer to split that attention. And that's fine. I mean, I'd be monogamous. Um, I would say I'm, I'm, for me, I've, I've always really inside been polyamorous, but I've, I've been in monogamous relationships. Mm-hmm. I also have times where I want to focus on only one person. Um, you know, all the but, times it- but it's not, but it's not enough so that I would commit to a relationship where I said I would never have another relationship with somebody else. Because that doesn't yeah. work for me. Um, yeah. But there's nothing. Th- I mean, monogamy is great. If that's your thing and you love that focused attention on one person and, and getting it back from that one person, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that it's interesting what you said. Like, um, that everyone kind of has to find how to feel good with. Like you said, sometimes I feel good like having with one person. Sometimes I, I feel good like doing love with different persons, uh, with different people. So, um, like... Maybe monogamy is, is what we have learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't feel good in that um, type of relationship, it's good that people experience like other types of relationship to find the one they feel good with. Um, and we're back to self-love. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I really feel strongly that it's so important to know what works for you. And some people will say to that, how can you know if, if multiple relationships will work for you if you've not tried that? Um, and I think that can be difficult. But what I do know is if you find yourself being in a relationship with one person and then meeting somebody else and leaving the first person for the second person and then leaving the second person for the third person or having multiple affairs, you ought to consider the possibility that monogamy might not be for you. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, you know it's it's just something to think about and to to actually sit with and and do some work on so it's worth thinking about how you feel when you're dating and do do you have trouble because you don't want to give some you know when it gets to the stage where you want to be more serious you have trouble because you don't want to choose mm-hmm. those sorts yeah. of things um but it starts with self-love and it starts with knowing who you are and what you want yeah, completely agree. <laughs> Otherwise, you cannot choose, like, to have different relationship with other people if you don't have a relationship with yourself. So, yeah, absolutely agree on that. However, many people do that. Many people don't spend the time knowing themselves. They have no real intimate relationship with themselves, and they look to yeah. to heal themselves through their relationships with others. And that usually gets in the way. Yeah, but it's, it's like I said before, like, because all the inputs that we get is like, if we look at the movies, Hollywood movies, or we look at um, stories or everything, it's like um, they tell us you have to be in a relationship in this kind of relationship. So um, they don't tell us you have to love yourself. Well, now it's starting. Like brands are working on that. Like there's more social media movements about like love yourself and that. But, um, but a couple of years ago, like no one tell you, you have to love yourself. 
and no yeah. one teaches you that so you just have to mm, discover by yourself and if you if you're lucky and you have someone by your side that a friend or someone that kind of pushes you then you can do it but if not like you look for someone uh to love because that's what you have been watching um but no one tells you like you have to love yourself first so kind of i think that we kind of um take roles and we try we copy people and mm -hmm. we copy what we see in others so if if we see that people is having this type of relationship and they are doing this then people tend to do the same if we would have someone that tells you all the time constantly you have to love yourself then you will love yourself first so yeah i think that that's why mm, forgetting a little bit about what's around you and thinking kind of selfish about um yourself um it's good i agree um where can people find you um if they want to connect up or they want to find out more about desire and they want to get the game Sure. So, um, well, they can find me in my personal email, which is Marta, M-A-R-T-A, at desire.games. Um, and the game is available for Android and iPhone. So it's in both app stores or at www.desire.games. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me. So, Thank you, Lorraine. So what's love got to do with it? Well, we think everything. Thanks for joining me this week for the A to Z of sex. Write in with your questions and comments to Dr. Lori Beth at A to Z of sex.com. That's A T O Z O F S E X.com. And visit both websites, www.a to Z of sex.com and www.the-intimacy-coach.com to learn about alternative sexual choices types of sexual relationships, and to learn to sizzle and create that ideal, lasting, intimate relationship. For a free 30-minute session with me, head over to www.atozofsex.com and click on the button that says Book Now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and or Stitcher, and please subscribe. Join me next week when the letter will be M. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the A to Z of sex. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes and make sure you head over to www.atozofsex.com. That's A-T-O-Z-O-F-S-E-X. To subscribe to my free newsletter to help you keep your sex life sizzling. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes as we work our way through the sexual alphabet to discover the wide world of sex, sexuality, desire, and intimacy. Knowledge gives you the power to create relationships that bring you satisfaction and joy. Hope to see you next week. <laughs>